Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Your life comes up this year. You're going to see it. I don't want to have a church that we hear the word all the time and we enjoy it and we jump and we shout and oh my God, I can't wait till Wednesday, I can't wait till Sunday, I can't wait till the next. And we just go from hit to hit, but we see none of it in our lives. I don't want the only place you experience, you know, the supernatural is in church. That's not, that's not accurate as a believer. Anybody can come to church every Sunday and, and feel what you feel and experience what you experience. It doesn't make their lives different. We want this to get inside of you. We want to get in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit. And we want to see tangible results this year. Tell, matter of fact, I, I, I feel like something can get better this week. Mm, 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 mm. Tell your neighbor, get better this week. Yeah, why not? Something should get, right? Something should get better this week. I command you to get better this week in the name of Jesus. Something in your life, one area in your life should get better. One area in life, should, we should see improvement and progression. Do not come next week the same. Because some things are in your control. Some things is in your hands. Some things you can monitor the progression of so instead of sitting around all year and all week waiting for God to do everything that is the biggest deception or mis- misconception or uh, delusion in the body of Christ that now that I'm saved he's going to do everything and so since we believe that God is going to do everything we experience nothing that's why we got to keep coming to church Keep coming to church. Keep, keep, keep getting these hits because nothing is in our lives. You, God's not going to do everything. You have to do some things. What are you doing now? What are you doing? What, this is what I'm talking about today. I think. I don't know. I think it's going to kind of tie into it. What are, you, what, are, what are you doing? Excuse me. I'm sorry. but That's so tacky. <laughs> I just got off a plane, y'all. I didn't get a chance to charge my, my iPad. Okay, what are, you do- what, are, what are you doing? The Bible says, ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Thank you for knowing the scriptures. And then it says, knock, and the door will be open unto you. Are you all expecting any doors to open for you this year? Doors opportunities would anybody like some doors to be open to you some opportunities would would you like some favor in your life like right this way sir right this way according to scripture well according to this scripture that I just read doors open to those who knock how are you expecting an opportunity to come to you and you're not knocking in that area we're not doing anything towards that area but we expect that whole realm to open up to us because we want it The Bible says, one thing have I desired, and that will I seek after. You hear that? So I can tell what you desire by what you seek, by what you go for. You being here this morning is a a great indication that you're seeking more from and of the Lord. That's a great thing. But tomorrow, what are you going to seek? Or after church, what are you going to seek besides food? What are you going to seek? I don't see your search outside of church hours. We need to see that because that's where you see results. You don't get results from these hits every week. It's only 52. You don't get, you don't get that. You know, and it's not consistent. It's not every day. You need more. Because, who was here last week? Okay, cool. Good to see y'all again. I love you. How much happened between last Sunday and this Sunday? So much happened. I mean, even Sunday night, a lot happened. Like the Warriors lost, I think. It was a lot. And that was just Sunday night. Imagine your Monday morning. 
And then Monday afternoon. And then Monday evening. And then Tuesday morning. And you go through a lot. So these 52 one-offs ain't going to change you. It's too much in between to have an, a, a lasting effect on your life. This one hit. So I, I'm trying to preserve my life. I'm trying not to cast pearl before swine. And I'm trying to make sure you have reinforcements. I'm trying to make sure you are taking responsibility and watering the seed that God gives you every week. We have to. I'm not, we're not going to keep preaching. I'm not frustrated. I'm just, I'm just, you know what I'm saying, talking right now. We, we, we have to. We're not going to see the same church, the same people every week, and it's going to fill up, and this place is going to keep filling up. It's getting higher and higher every week, and that's great, but I'm not concerned about that. We're not concerned about uh, uh, the people. We're concerned about the lives. We're concerned about the change. Amen? So, so what are you doing? I, I want to talk today. I don't have any, uh, I don't have, okay, anyway. I, I want to talk about, I, I spoke about it before last year. I'm going to speak about it again. Uh, sermon today is give it up, okay? Give it up. Give it up. Everything this year I'm talking about up. I'm trying to. It's kind of hard. I'm running out of titles. But <laughs> next week is going to be hello, and y'all just have to know it means up in some way. But give it up. Like, you should always give towards where you're going. You can't expect a better relationship giving your old relationship all the attention. And it's hard to expect a better relationship still connected to the old relationship because for something new to hit your life, a lot of times, God will have you completely separated from the old and the new because you'll take into the new the ways of the old relationship. And so now you're coming into this new thing already diluted and tinted and poisoned with the venom of the last. So if you want what's next, be willing to break free from what was. And it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not always a baton pass. You understand what I'm saying? Like how you don't really start running for real until you get it in your hand and then you really go. We wait till we have what's next and then we break away. Mm -mm. You got to start running before you, before, before you see a sign of what's next, you just know that next is on the way. Or you probe next. You, you understand what I'm saying? I'm going to let this go. Something better come. Something got to come now because I ain't got nothing. I'm going to pull on what's next. I, it wasn't even on my schedule, but I brought it a little bit closer because I let that go. Are you hearing me? So you should always give towards, always give towards where you're going. Always give up, give upwards, give up, give up. I always say, and it's, it's kind of funny in our house, and I don't even know if I should share, say it at live. <laughs> so anyway, it's time for results. <laughs> Woo! Tell your neighbor, give towards where you're going. So the question is, where are you going? Where are you going? What should you give attention to now that's in the direction of where you want to be? If you have no direction or no destination or no mark to press towards, you are asking to be frustrated every day. Take the time. Man, I might have to sit down. Take the time. To find out who you are outside of the tags. Okay. Tags, I call tags associations. Okay. So let's take me. Or let's take, uh, let's take my sister. I'm sorry to point you out, but they don't know who you are. I just pointed this way. <laughs> if she's always, if, if we grew up, my dad was the pastor. Cool. So now she's the pastor's daughter. Then that dissipated. I started the group. Now she's the sister of the brother that sings, right? Now I go in the pastor. She moves down here. Now she's the sister of the pastor. Then she gets married. Now she's the wife 
of her husband, and she has a kid now. She's the mom of the. Do- but who are you outside of those tags? If nobody tags me, I'm still somebody. If I'm not connected or associated with nothing big, it don't mean I'm not. I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for a reason. And you need to find that out. Outside of other people's systems. Outside of other people's structures. Separate yourself and say, Lord, why did you put me here? Who am I? Well, I made you like this. Oh, I did this to you. And trust me, this is all of you. And when you find that out and he sends you to an association... Then you're there with confidence. Now you're at that place knowing you're sent there instead of searching for your identity there. If you're searching for your security in your circle, it's a very dangerous thing. Go into your circles already secure. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're sitting next to me, but I know who I am without you. And that's no shade. You got to know who you are without. You're not going to stand before God with the people on your row. Judgment day is just going to be you. And your father is going to say, daughter, son, what would you do it? You can't be like, well, my group, you know, I got a group with a crew that hang out. With it. No, who are you outside of that? If you don't know who you are outside of that, then you don't know. What to reach for. Because I'm saying give in the direction where you're going. Where are you going? Who are you? Take the time to shut down. No social media, no nothing, no phone. Who am Who am I? It forces you to have a relationship with your father. I feel sorry for Liv sometimes because all I do is push y'all away. Push you to God. I just keep pushing you to God because I don't want you to be pastor dependent. You got to be God dependent. So many, mm, so many Christians are church dependent. You need to be God dependent. So take the time to shut down and figure out, Lord, who am I? Who am I in this season? Because I'm not who I was the last season. Who am I in this moment? What should I be connected to? What should I? I'm telling you because you'll just grab to any crew. Just to be identified with something. People join gangs not because they're mad. They just got a crew. I got a family. I'm a, you know what I mean? I, I want to feel part of something. Because you don't know who you are. If you don't know who you are, you'll be part of something totally different than the cloth you're cut from. And you'll be so frustrated in life. So take the time to pray and seek the Lord and say, take the time, y'all. Take the time. All right. So give. I'm sorry about that. Give it up. Give towards where you're going. Giving is our response to his provision and his goodness. When you give anything, and I'm not just talking about money, uh, even though I will address that in the sermon, this is not my goal for the day. If you give anything, your time, your energy, your focus, your creativity, your smile, If you give anything, it's in response to God's goodness. People who are not kind does not have an accurate revelation of God. Their theology is off. People who are not humble, you can be the man where where you work at, you can be the man in your house, but if you're not humble, you don't have an accurate view of who God is. Because everybody doesn't have to know your stuff or your mess for you to be humble. You know what I mean? Because it's like, if everybody knew, you'd be sitting in here like, hey, how y'all? You'd be the nicest person in the world if everyone knew your mistakes. But everyone doesn't have to know your mistakes. God knows. He, ex- he gave you mercy. He gave you grace. That should help you walk in humility just because I know God. You understand what I'm saying? I'm kind to people because God has been kind to me. The Bible says we love because he first loved us. So anything you do, it's not your initiation. It's your response. Mm, 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 mm. That was good to me. So, here we go. First scripture says, In all things, I gave you an example 
that so laboring ye ought to help the weak. And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he himself said, what did he say? It's more what? I just want to be over here right now. I'm fine. I'll probably move it over there later. It is more blessed. I love that he says, remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Remember what Jesus said. Now, this is Acts. And Paul is saying, remember what Jesus said. It's more blessed to give than to receive. So I started searching the scriptures so I can see the first time Jesus said this. I want to know when he said it. It's nowhere else in the Bible. This is the only place that is, that, that, that exists. But Paul said Jesus said it. So it's so crazy that it's so much stuff Jesus said that we, we won't know. You know what I mean? Unless he speaks it to us, period. Unless he speaks it to us individually. It's so much Jesus said while they was walking with him and while they was talking with him. And the fact that it wasn't like in scripture, like in his story, meant that it was a, it was a kingdom secret to me. The fact that Paul was like, yo, remember what he told us, meant he didn't tell everybody. Okay, this side, I lost him. It was like the crew got the mystery. It's like, I'm going to give y'all a major key that I'm not going to tell nobody else. So it's, it's actually more blessed to give than to receive. Shh. Look at your neighbor and say, shh. He gave them a mystery. He gave them a key. Paul exposed it, and thank God he did, because now we got the key. Look at your neighbor and say, I got the keys. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Grab your mic, love, really quick. It's always more blessed to give than to receive. Even psychologists and counselors will tell you that giving is healthy. This side is quiet all day. Okay. I'm just playing, y'all. I'm just playing. <laughs> They'll tell you that it's healthy to give. Like even your body and your mind and your nerves respond differently when you give than when you receive. That's natural. That's without this scripture on the board. So it must be some truth to that. You have a testimony because I don't think a lot of people know mm-hmm. you. You're allowed to come out here. You can walk out here anytime you want, anytime in the service, Amen. whenever. whenever. Okay? Yes. <clears throat> I can talk about it, and it, but I think it's more potent for them to hear like a, a real personal yeah. testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when I was um, yeah, going through postpartum depression with my youngest child, Lincoln, so she's about 11, she's turning 12 in a couple of weeks. So it was a while ago, but I was going through some serious postpartum. Of course, Pastor Ken, he was there. He, yeah. <clears throat> so the thing about it is we didn't know it was postpartum. Yeah, we didn't know then. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it was nope. postpartum. I thought mm-hmm. she was just tripping. Mm-hmm. I thought I was too. <laughs> and so it had been going on for a couple of months. And I was suffering and suffering. I didn't know why. Um, my husband, yeah, my husband was kind of, scared to come near me because when he walked through the room, I would give him this evil, like, don't come near me. I just didn't want to see anybody or deal with Like the exorcist, y'all. I'm telling you, man. It's crazy. (sighs) Or deal with anyone. Death look. Yeah, but after, it was months. Months had went past. So after a while, I'm like, we had to go to this big event, and this was the first time I was going out really since I had the baby. So I'm like, how am I going to go out here and be around these people and try to fake smile and do all of this stuff? And so it was a few days before the, the uh, event. And so I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go out here. So depression was so bad that I barely came out of the room. I barely depression, came out. right? Yeah, depression. Okay, the so depression. It's not just a subject. It's something we literally dealt with. Depression. Okay. And so um, long story short, the day came where I had this amazing encounter with God. Because at first I couldn't hear God for so many months. And I'm like, why can't I feel him? Why can't I hear him? Yeah. Why do I feel like I'm locked up? Yeah. In this place, and I know better. I can I can think clearly, but at the same time, I can't bust out of this this bondage. And so I'm like, but I'm a child. I have I have all of this. Why can't I come out of it? And he told me that moment. He said, you gotta give. He said the only way out of depression, and the only way out of depression is more of like a a, 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 a what is it? It's it has something to do with humility in a way. It's mm-hmm. a it's a slight selfish 
thing where you start focusing totally on yourself. And it's hard to understand that because you feel like the victim in this depression and you feel like the wounded one, but at the same time, you're not, it's just your focus, it's just your mind. And so in that oh, moment- Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh -huh. That was good. Oh, okay, amen. So the spirit of depression is fueled by narcissistic thinking. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or you literally search your life and find yeah. everything that mm -hmm. anybody or anything owes yeah. you. That's right. Entitled. Like, this shouldn't happen to me. This shouldn't happen. Right. And I'm going to end this. And you, like, literally search mm -hmm. for things. It's too you much uh, negative attention on yourself. That's right. It's attention, a period. Yeah. Attention, period. It becomes negative because if you focus on something too much without balance, it becomes negative no matter what it is. It can even be a good thing. It can be a person. It can be a spouse. But if it's too much and if it's taking God's place, it becomes negative. And so that's what, you know, that's what was happening. And so in that moment, he told me to give. And I'm like, give what? I mean, I, I give money. I give, t I give everything. He was like, give your, and it was prayer. He was like, there are three people in your life that's going through something way worse than you are. And you know it. So I want you to use that. I want you to use that. That, that thing where somebody's lower than you. That's the first thing he said. He said, pray for these three people. He gave me the three people in my mind. It was an aunt, it was, a, <clears throat> it was two aunts, and it was a, a friend. I can't remember the third person. So I started praying, and I started praying. The depression was so bad, and I'm walking around, and I still feel bound, and I still feel overwhelmed. And I'm like, but I'm just going to pray. I didn't feel like praying. I didn't feel like it was going to work. Yeah, but I, I just gave it. I didn't feel like I had anything, but whatever, the little bit I had, I gave. And so I started praying. So I That's prayed. Good. Mm -hmm. And so I prayed for the first person. The first person I prayed for was my aunt, who, who husband had just passed. Yeah, they had been married for I don't even know. Twenty-something so years, yeah. thirty years by then. And I and I, I knew that she was going through it, but I was so overwhelmed with my own self. And so I started praying for her. I started, I can't remember everything I was saying. I'm like, okay, that's one prayer. Then I moved on to the second. And so it was my, the one I called my mom, G, who sits up here, and her son had passed, Kenneth, her only child, had passed around this time. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So the more I'm getting a revelation, I'm praying for her, I'm praying for her. And by this time, in the middle of this prayer, I feel this thing lifting. And this thing was on me for months. I'm talking about five. Lincoln was six months by then. And I'm like, I'm not going to make it through. But literally, I felt so light and so free in my mind to the point where I can make my own decisions, literally. Like, I can get up. I can walk out the room. I can do things I couldn't do yes. in months. So when I started giving, See? literally giving, See? Um, it was lifting. It was lifting to the point where I was delivered. By the time I got out of that room, I was done. I had no more depression. Nothing. I, I, nothing. I was free. And so God, the Hallelujah. Lord shared that with me. Give. You got to give even when you don't think you have anything. Mm -hmm. Somebody praise the Lord for that testimony. Awesome. A little bit louder, please. So depression is a, is, is a spirit that keeps the focus on you. God told her to focus on other people. And it literally broke her out of depression. She didn't pray against depression. She prayed for others and it freed her up. So giving is a key. I'm telling y'all. She, she could have got prayed for. She did. I prayed for her every day. I mean, I rolled my sleeves up. I want my arms to be in it. Not just my hands. I put my arms in. Lord, use all this. I prayed for her every day, but that was her receiving. But it's more blessed to give than to receive. Certain things you won't break out of just receiving. But when you give, you'll break out of it. Are you hearing me? All right. So, so it's more blessed to give than to receive. So I'm trying to make sure we are more blessed here at Live. Let me move to the next one. I love this scripture uh, right here. It says, for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh the bring forth a bud and giveth seed to the sower and bread to the eater. We've been talking about seed last week as well. And I love that it says it gives seed to the sower. God always gives seed to the sower. Did you hear that? He gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Number one, stop eating your seed. Seed is for you to sow. Bread is for you to eat. Okay? So stop eating your seed. You, 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 you plant your seed. You sow that. You give that. You eat the bread. So he said he gives seed to the what? To the what? 
Okay, so the issue is not the lack of seed. The issue is the lack of sowers. He didn't say when I give you seed, you become a sower. I give seed to who already gives. I give to givers. I'm trying to find y'all. I'll be there in a minute. God is saying, I only give, not only, but I give to givers. So it's not like when I have something, then I'm going to become a giver. No, you got to be a giver before. Maybe the reason why you don't have seed is because you have not become a sower. Maybe the reason why you don't have anything to give is because you're not a giver. So you got to ask yourself, who am I? I need to become a sower. I need to become a giver because that's who God gives to. The come up is not coming to keepers. I feel the, the come up is coming to givers. Ask your neighbor, are you a giver or no? If you're a giver, get ready for breakthrough like never before. If you're a giver, get ready for God to blow Everybody can't clap. I understand, but this service is for everybody. Maybe you're not a giver yet, but by the end of this day, your soul is going to be shifted. Your mind is going to be renewed, and you'll be a sower, and you'll just see seed coming, seed coming, seed. I'll, I'll always have because I always give. That's not, that's not cocky. That's a law. If we're at the house, if we're at the restaurant, if we're in the car, if we, I always like to encourage, inspire, help, preach, give a word. I always give. So I'll always have something to say because I'm always saying something. You, you'll always have money if you always give it. If I give you $1,000 right now, like here, I want you to give this to them. You'd be like... <laughs> If God can't get it through you, he ain't going to give it to you. No, the next one. I got to keep moving. So the kingdom is for givers. The kingdom favors givers. That's what he told me on the plane. My kingdom favors givers. I can bless everybody, but favor is on the givers. You can be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, cool. But if you're a giver, favor rests on givers. Good God Almighty. Can y'all, everybody don't know me. I know we got a lot of visitors. Church, I'm not talking about just money. Okay? If you don't feel like it, but you still give a smile and you're gentle and pleasant, you gave. I would rather give money than the energy of kindness sometimes. I would rather say, here, take that $100 and leave me alone, please. But to give... Kindness and to give humility. Oh, you can go before me. No problem. Man, that takes more than money. A piece of your soul is with them. That's why I don't argue with everybody because they take a piece of my soul. I'm sorry to take that turn right there, but stop arguing with people. Stop raising your voice. They're leaving with a piece of you that they do not deserve. Everybody don't earn that part of your soul where you raise your voice and you get all emotional. No, sit there and be like, nah, that wasn't cool. I'm not going to have it. Thanks. Bye. You ain't got to raise your voice. No. Don't give people your soul like that. Y'all going back and forth. But you didn't. But you didn't. But you said, but why y'all doing? Uh-uh. You haven't earned that part of me. Good God Almighty. Stop giving people your soul unearned. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to work for this soul, baby. You got to work for this. If Jesus died for it, you at least got to come up for this. I ain't going to. Have me raising my voice all out of character. You don't even deserve this me. If you become the type of person who gives, then you'll become the type of person who receives. This is so easy, but it's so powerful and it's so true. Because two plus two is always four. And y'all like, duh, but it's so powerful. Because if you say two million plus two million is four million, you're like, oh, 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 oh. see? But it's the same thing. Just greater dimension. 
I'm saying a simple word, but it's in a greater dimension. If I say 20 million plus 20 million is 40 million, you'll run out this building, but it's the same two plus two. It's simple, but it's more than just. All right. If you become the type of person that gives, you'll become the type of person that receives. You can't just be lazy, ratchet, just nasty, just picking your feet like, where am I blessing? And you're blessing like, who, I got to bless that? I'll wait. Because I ain't about to be part of it. I'll wait. It says it's more blessed to give than to receive. He gives seed to the sower. Look at this next scripture. He said to the disciples, the harvest ain't the issue. I got enough blessings to blow your socks off. I got a harvest to give you that you can't even hold. Good God Almighty. The harvest is plenteous. I got a lot of that. But what I have a few of? Laborers. He says, pray. Jesus is talking here. When Jesus say pray for something, you just lean in and listen. Like, what he about to say? Pray. Therefore, the Lord of harvest, that he send for laborers. He didn't ask you to pray for harvest. We're always praying for harvest. Send the rain. Send the harvest. It's there. Send the seed. The seed is there. The sowers aren't. The harvest is there. The laborers aren't. I just want somebody to come and reap where you did not sow. Can anybody at least just come reap? But because it takes work to reap. Because you know reapers. Oh, why y'all got me talking about this? Reapers, when you gather in that hay and you're reaping, you got to stoop down. It takes humility to reap. <laughs> That's why it's not a lot of reapers. Everybody's not willing to bend. Everybody's not willing to stoop down. Everybody's not willing to get low. But if you don't get low, you don't get blessed. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, get low. You got to stoop down. You got to gather. You got to have strength to carry. It takes work to reap. But reaping is the good part, even though it takes work to do it. God is saying, if you're going to pray, don't pray for the harvest. I got a lot of that. Don't pray for healing. I got a lot of that. Don't pray for money. I got a lot of that. Don't pray for cars. And, uh, I got a lot of harvest. I don't have no laborers. Nobody's willing to work for it. I got a lot of peace, but y'all don't want to work for it. One argument and you back in confusion. You just reject peace. Work for your peace. Man. There's a lot of joy out there, but nobody's working for it. One thing go wrong and you just forsake your joy. Is anybody going to stoop and work and gather for something? Look at your neighbor and say, sometimes you got to work for it. But you don't have to work to make it or create it. You just work to receive it. You don't have to create joy, but you got to work to receive it. You don't have to create peace. And that's what we try to do. We try to create these things in our own strength. So I play soft music and I keep all the energy low. Because peace means the energy is low. So how can you have peace in the midst of the... God will give me peace that passive all. It could be loud as all get out and I'll have peace. Y'all quiet in here. Stop trying to do things naturally. I said it Wednesday that, okay, I'm almost done. Good, this is good. I said it Wednesday that we can't be too heady. Don't come to church head heavy. Your temptation as a human being in flesh, as a powerful, almighty man or woman, a being in the earth. You're not a cat. You're not a roach. You're not a butterfly. You're a, you're a dominating creature in the earth. The temptation for us 
is to do it ourselves so we can give ourselves the praise. That's the temptation. I didn't say that's anybody's. You understand? So when God gives you an instruction, don't try to do it yourself, Sarah. God's instructions are not DIY. It's not do it yourself. It's do it with me. So you'll be frustrated trying to do things in your own power. I'm doing what God says. I'm doing what God, but you ain't doing it his way. So do not do things void of the Spirit. Ask the Lord, I'm telling y'all, to fill you with his precious Holy Spirit. In that lies the wisdom and the ability and power to do everything you need to do in your life. You'll stop coming to, well, I hope you don't stop coming to church. But you won't have to come here. And my goal is to get everybody in the name of Jesus to the point where you don't have to be here. Matter of fact, you don't have to be here today. I'm glad you're here. But I don't want us to all come here out of sheer desperation that I need. Because I don't got, uh-uh, I got God. I know it. I got it. I'm just here to fellowship with my people here and word from God. I enjoy the word. I get confirmation. I get inspired. I get direction. But as far as my life is concerned, I add this. I add it. I said I add it. Look at your neighbor and say, add this. This shouldn't be it. You should add this. This shouldn't be your spiritual life. This should be added to your spiritual life. Man. Check this out. Check this out. So the next scripture says, we're talking about giving. Now we're going to talk about, let's, let's talk. Let's go. Paul says, I want you to know this, dear brothers and sisters, what God and his kindness has done. God has done this. All right. So Paul is saying, I want to show you what God has done. Look at your neighbor and say, God did this. Okay. God has, in his kindness, has done through the church in Macedonia. God does things through things. He does things through people. We are the body of Christ, are we not? Okay, so if he's going to move and function, it has to be one of us to do it. Okay. So he says, I want to show you what God did through the churches. They are being tested by many troubles, and they are very poor. Wow. But they are also filled with abundant joy, (laughs) which has overflowed in rich generosity. Wow. So look what God has done. They're very poor, but they're rich. I see... He's talking about the same people. Let me walk back here so y'all can see what I'm talking about. He's talking about the same people, and I see the word poor and rich. Okay. They didn't have a lot of... Don't be poor everywhere. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, be rich somewhere. Don't be broke and have an attitude. Okay. If you ain't got no money, at least be rich in kindness. Why y'all quiet to my left, to my right? Do y'all hear what I'm saying? You can't be poor everywhere. If you're going to have an attitude, let your bank account be overflowing. Something needs to be rich. Be rich in humility. Be rich in patience. Be rich in discipline. Be rich in kindness. Be rich in faithfulness. Be rich in being loyal and committed. Don't be poor in money, poor in spirit. Not the good way, but poor attitude, poor communication. Why is everything poor? Tell your neighbor, something should be rich in your life. I'm tired, but I'm taking a lap on that. Something should be rich in your life. It might not be your bank account today, Liv, but you can be rich somewhere right now. Tell your neighbor, I'm rich somewhere right now. You're looking at a rich person. (laughs) Go look at my clothes. I might not be rich in wardrobe, but I'm rich in word. I got a word for you. I'm rich in encouragement. I can lift your spirit. I'm rich in wisdom. I can give you direction. I'm I'm rich in happiness. I can make you laugh. Be rich somewhere. Nobody wants somebody who has nothing to offer. You don't even want to be around them. It's like, 
You could be poor in communication but rich in support. I'm sorry. Be rich somewhere. Be rich somewhere. The Macedonians were very generous in giving to Paul. The Macedonians were generous in giving to Paul. But Paul calls it the kindness of God. <laughs> Woo, I'm about to go somewhere. The next one says this. It says, they begged us again and again, these poor people, for the privilege of sharing. Good God. And the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. These poor people were begging me, can I give? Poor people, can I give? Most poor people think, maybe I shouldn't give. Because I don't have enough anyway. But the kingdom says, the poor people said, they begged us for the privilege. privilege. See, you got it. How do you view giving? I feel it now. The issue is what your theology, what you believe about giving. Giving that church all my money. I, you give that church your money. I ain't giving that church my money. That's how you view giving. And that's why you receive sparingly. <laughs> If you view giving as a privilege, you'll be blessed in ways that money cannot buy, as we see here. What will make poor people beg to keep giving? They understand something about giving. They understand it's more blessed to give than to receive. I re go, back to, go back to the other scripture. Go back. Backwards. Backwards. Okay. Because they are givers... They didn't have enough money, but they were filled with abundant joy. Y'all quiet now. I may not have money, but I'm happier than a rich person. I sleep at night while rich people stress. They, they don't feel protected. I feel secure. God will bless you in ways that money cannot buy. All right, next scripture. The privilege... Of sharing. The question is, how do you see it? How do you see giving? Everybody, huh? I ain't giving. Let me tell you something. We need to give more than the entity needs our money. Or more than the entity needs your time or whatever. If you want Wendy's, you're going to go to Wendy's. Because you need to eat Wendy's. You pulling that drive through and it's 12 cars? You're like, man... I ain't waiting in this line and you leave. Do you think Wendy's is hurting? They ain't hurting over your little $6.35, your $6. Okay. You need to give more than they need to receive. Giving that church my money. What? You need to give more than the church needs to receive it. Because I don't know. You don't know what they be doing with that, what they do with that money. First. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody asks what Starbucks does with your money. You just give it. If they raise the price, you pay it. I know managers of stores, and I'm not going to rat anybody out, but they hike their prices all day. It ain't just, well, it's Starbucks. No, they put a little oomph on their branch. And you don't even ask a question. All that for a latte at the airport, too? It's a million dollars for a Happy Meal. But what do you do? Here you go. Nobody be like, hey, hey what are you doing with this money? Because, uh-uh. Nobody asks. Okay. But the house of God gets questioned. The house of God is under interrogation as if <laughs> as if you manage your money that well anyway. <laughs> like if you were that budgeted, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be concerned about what somebody does. I allotted in my budget to give this much to the church because I'm responsible with my finances. If you're not responsible, of course you want to know where your $20 go because that was your last $20. The issue is not the church. The issue is that never should have been your last 20 
Now you got all these questions for the church because you're irresponsible with the. I'm sorry, let me stop yelling. Because sometimes some people are irresponsible. Sometimes some people, streaming online, how you doing? Sometimes some people are irresponsible with their finances. Therefore, they aggressively question the destination of their money in the church. So the Bible says, I'm sorry, man. If you were responsible over your finances, you won't even think about it. Does, does anybody have bills that your, your, your account automatically withdraws it? Okay. That's a responsible system. Well, for some, it's a very responsible system. You don't think about it. Oh, that's right. It goes to that. Oh, it just comes out because you're responsible. You don't ask, well, what did it? Well, what did it? You don't ask a lot of questions because you just have it allotted in your mind that this always goes there because you're responsible. When that's the, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm talking about that. No. So they gave. They gave. We'll do that when we, we're going to do a series called Get Your Money Up, and that's, gonna, that's when we do that. So we're going to get your money together this year. Y'all gonna be coming in 2019. What you need? What you need? What you need? Put your hand under somebody's chin and ask them what you need. What you need? What you need? What you need? Ask somebody else what you need. <laughs> right under their chin. What? 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 <laughs> yeah. What you need, DC? What you need? Oh, that's how we going into 2019. Everybody provided for. Everybody abundantly blessed. Everybody pockets healthy. Everybody body's healthy. I would that you would prosper and be in health even as your Is your soul prospering? Is your soul prospering? Well, get ready for prosperity on every side. Get ready for blessings upon... Oh, let me calm down. Let me finish this. That's right. Somebody else besides Tim should scream, Amen! Get your money up. Let me end this. He gives seed to people who are already sowers. The harvest is plenteous, there are no laborers. The next scripture says this, and I like it a lot. It's, this is a continuation. They asked for the privilege of sharing. They even did more than we had hoped. So if they're poor, man, I hope they can at least get, they did more than we had hoped. For their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to. Oh, people are always the expression of God's love. You can't love God without loving. He said, you gave yourselves to the Lord and us. Whatever you do for and to God is expressed to and for other people. No preacher or pastor should ask you to give anything before you give yourself to God. The reason why offerings in the church is an issue is because we're not giving to God first. So everybody must have an agenda. And all. No, and I'm not trying, hey, I'm not lifting no big offering. I'm not doing no thousand dollar line. I don't do none of that. So this ain't about just chill out, relax. Y'all good. You can give two dollars if you want. That's you. That's how you view God. That's what you think. That's, that's, that's you and your theology. Okay? I'm trying to help your theology. Okay? You don't give without giving yourselves to God first. So I'm not going to come in and say, give, give, and give, and give. It should be given. You just start giving, and you ain't God's. You haven't given yourself to him. Because all of this makes sense after. You give yourself to him. Everything he says makes sense when you're one with him. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So the key is to be, to give yourselves to the Lord. Don't try to give things before you give yourself to God. Are y'all hearing me? Because givers are already given. <laughs> you give yourselves and then you give of yourselves. That's what the Bible says. 
It says, give and it shall be given to you. I'm almost done. Good measure, 10 minutes, please. Oh, yeah, 9 minutes and 44 seconds. Give, 41 seconds. Give and it shall be given to you. Everybody that wants stuff given to you, look at the process. Give and it shall be given to you. Not hustle. And it shall be given to you. Not work hard. And it shall be given to you. No, in the kingdom, you don't hustle. Mm -mm. You give. Y'all gonna work hard for 20 years for that same $20,000 you could have got 15 years ago if you became a giver. I'm trying to help somebody. The way to get is not to hustle. It's to give. Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men pour into your bosom. Next scripture, let me get y'all out of here. Not only did they give materially, or oh, just the same thing, as we have hope, but first they gave themselves to the Lord and to us as his representatives by the will of God. Disregarding their personal interests, uh-oh, disregarding their personal interests and giving as much as they possibly could. So when you give yourselves to God, then you give yourselves to the things of God automatically. That's why the church is a, is, a, is, a, is a staple and a monument for the place where we come together to hear the word of the Lord. It's a, it's a God entity in the community, in the city, in the earth. All right? The temple of God is a God entity. So when you give yourself to God, you automatically give yourself to the things of God. So once you give your heart to God, you're like, hey, can I serve at live? Can I be one of the volunteers? Can I? You just automatically give yourself to the things of God. You don't just give yourself to God and then that's just you and him. You now are an extension of his kindness. If you belong to God, you assume the responsibility of being an extension of his kindness. You can't just have God to yourself and just nobody. No, you extend it. You have to. The God in you will ask you to extend yourself. Okay? So they gave as much as they possibly could. So when you give, you get. That's why. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I'm going to go. The liberal soul, next scripture. Can you come up here, please, you and your husband? Evan, can you come up here with your husband, please? Babe, can you stand with me? you all so much. These people moved here from Jersey to be part of the ministry, to be close to the word and for other things as well, but they were at our Bible studies in New Jersey. Every Wednesday we had, it's called Word on the Street. They were faithful, they were there. The Wednesday we announced we were leaving and we were moving, they were there in tears just like this. They were blessed by the word so much. She prayed over my wife and I. They prayed over my wife and I. She said it countless times to the point where when I was studying this sermon, it arrested me again. She kept saying, he that watereth shall be watered himself, and the liberal soul shall be made fat. He that watereth shall be watered himself, and the liberal soul shall be made fat. She kept saying, he that watereth shall be watered himself, and the liberal soul shall be full or made fat. He that waters is going to be watered himself, and the liberal soul shall be made fat. You don't get watered first. You water first. I want to speak that over your life now in the name of Jesus, as you have spoken over us, and we are now living in it. Woo! We are now walking in it. I want to speak this over your life in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Rabbi Hoshiana, for their life and their commitment to you. We speak over their lives that they're liberal souls, that they're liberal souls, they're givers, they are givers. We pray that you fill them and make them fat in the name of Jesus. Water every dry place in their lives, for he that waters shall be watered in the name of Jesus. Send your anointing to every place in their lives that needs strength and fortification in the name of Jesus. May there be no lack ever from the inside 
inside out in their mind in their heart in their emotions in their spirit in their finances in their health may there be no lack ever in the name of Jesus for they are givers they are sowers so we pray more seed we pray more water in the name of Jesus let it be done now in Jesus' name can somebody give praise for them hey Yes, water. Let them be watered. May they be refreshed. May they be renewed. May they be revived. May they be strengthened in the name of Jesus. Scream, everybody. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yes the liberal soul shall be made fat you got to be liberal first he that watereth shall be watered himself but you got to be a waterer first are you hearing what i'm saying live you got to change who you are before you change what comes into your life in the name of jesus i speak that everybody in this building is a giver and we are not just givers, but cheerful givers. Whether it's finances, whether it's kindness, whether it's a smile, whether it's advice, whether it's just good company. I speak that everyone under the sound of my voice is being shifted right now into the area of giving. That you live in the give realm. In the name of Jesus, if you receive it, say, I receive that. Say it again, I receive it. I got two minutes, but give God praise, everybody. That's not loud enough. That's not loud enough. That's not loud enough. Oh, shut up. I feel God. Y'all not I don't hear givers because you should be giving him praise. Yeah. Woo. How? come up the come up is forgiveness. y'all can stand I'm not done anywhere near but I'll finish it Wednesday stand everybody thank you for coming if you water you'll be watered if you need to be refreshed refresh something or somebody else you invite refreshing into your life and the liberal soul the liberal I give I give it I give it shall be made fat. We think if we keep it, we'll be made fat. But that's like a dam stopping the currency. Money is currency. Money is like a current. It flows like a river. It's supposed to go to you and then through you, to you, through you, to you, through you, to you, through you. It's never supposed to stay as currency. We put a dam in the river when we say, I'm going to hold on to this kindness. They don't deserve it. You, you, you block it thinking you're storing it. You don't you're not supposed to store everything. Certain things are supposed to flow through you. You keeping money is no good for you. Because you're going to give it to somebody. You're going to give it to somebody. I don't care if it's Walmart, Target, <laughs> Z, Z Willow. Z Gallery, I don't know what she shops at. You're going to give it to somebody. Currency, though. Currency. 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 Money to you, through you. And I know I ended on money. I did not want to. But just because where we are right now, I don't want y'all to be so tied to money. We're born in this world, and then at some point, all of our affection is turned towards money. You're dropped in this earth, and then everything is about money. Getting money, spending money, keeping money, saving money. What? <laughs> Money is too low for a human being to set it as a goal. Humans make money. Anything you make is beneath you. You understand what I'm saying? Anything you create is beneath you as, a, as intellectual beings. Human beings made money, made coins. They take the trees and they do whatever they got to do and bills come out. If humans make and create money, 
Why is it our ma- why is it above us? Money is a master in this earth. You can't serve two masters. You gotta love one and hate the other. You can't serve God and money. We adjust for money. I don't really believe in all that, but I'm just gonna do this and get this check. So you maneuver for money, but not the word. We want the word to maneuver around our lives. But we'll I know a lot of people who dance. Not a lot. I know a few people who dance. And they don't, you know, they don't particularly want to do it, but they maneuver their morals, their beliefs, and everything for the check. You'll bend over backwards for the bag, but won't bend a little bit for the word. We serve the wrong master. That's why it punches hell in the face when you give. Because that means this don't control me. I'll give it because I'll make it again. It's supposed to be current. It's supposed to be flowing in my life, man. You're supposed to have what you need right now in this moment. Currently, I have what I need. Currently, you have what you need. You can want more. You can desire more. But right now, everybody say, I have what I need right now. This is a weird place to end it because I'm not done. It seems like it's in the middle, but I prayerfully you receive something today. That I hope you become. Feels weird, but just because I know the agenda of the word. I hope you're encouraged to become a sower. Because that's what seeds. Seeds are words, seeds are money, seeds is wisdom. That's where seeds are attracted to sowers. I gotta become a giver. Because that's who gets. So you can't come up this year and not be a giver. So please ask God to change your heart, to maneuver your heart towards his way. Babe, can you stand with me, please? Thank you so much. Everyone in here is a giver. We live to give. Jesus did not come for himself. He came to give himself. And likewise, we do also. Amen. Father, we thank you for your spirit that I feel right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for going and arresting the hearts of your people. And inducing change like never before. We pray in the name of Jesus that we go from takers to givers. That we go from the spirit of entire, uh, entitlement to the, uh, the, the spirit of liberal souls. And to, to water others that we may be watered ourselves. Help us to not just look at ourselves and our issues. Help us to see the need in others. And if we're able to do it, help, serve, give in the name of Jesus. We thank you that our blessing is on the way. But we don't just live for that. We live to give in the name of Jesus. We honor you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Fill us with your spirit, for we cannot do this in our own power. We're not going to remember it on our own. Holy Spirit, bring it back to our remembrance and give us the power and the enablement to fulfill it and perform it in Jesus' name. Clap your hands and say, I'm a giver. We got quiet. Clap your hands and say, I'm a giver. Say it again. I'm a giver. Tell your neighbor, watch out before I give you something. Watch out, watch out. I might just give you something. Y'all gonna come here next week with shoes and shirts and anybody wear a size medium. Give! You got family members that can use what you don't even use. Give! You got stuff around your house that you don't even need that your family members, I ain't even talking about outreach. I mean your family members. Give this week. Give this week. Give this week. Check your closet for what you don't need anymore. Check your house for appliances and things you don't use. And be deliberate about your giving this week. Man, I feel that. If y'all, I'm telling, never mind. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Thank you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's so pretty. Hold on. Our lives is skyrocketing, you all. God is doing some things in our lives. It's like, like, whoa. (laughs) Like suddenly. Like immediately. Anybody ready for suddenly to hit you? See, the reason why you don't see your blessing on the way is because it's going to happen suddenly. (laughs) I'm sorry. Mm. That's why you see no signs of your miracle because it's going to happen suddenly. Out of nowhere, your biggest blessing of your life is going to hit you. I'm sorry. Stuff is happening for our lives and it's so like incredible. And we just sit home almost every day talking about the goodness of the Lord and scratching our head like I can't believe but we're not totally satisfied we're not totally fulfilled 
if it doesn't spill over into your life. Mm -mm. You don't come to live to watch us soar. That's other pastors. I'm sorry, no shade to any other. I love everybody that got breath. You're not here to watch us go up and oh, oh Pastor got new this and Pastor got new and Pastor got a new show and Pastor got new and Pastor got no no no. No. You gotta come up. Are you hearing me? That's why we are here. That's why we are convicted. That's why we are chained to live. We are committed to your lives coming up. So when we tell y'all the principles that we use, when we tell y'all the things we, this woman, we give all the time. We give, we give, we give, and we never not had. Once we learned this, it was 2003, 2003, we learned, oh, 2002. Okay, we got it. Was never broke another day in our lives. That's one. Thank you for clapping for that. Cool. We got, we got a little change. That's good. Our children, when they were sick, they were quickly healed. Okay, because y'all don't know the sicknesses I'm talking about, but that's fine. All these things are side effects of the giver's lifestyle. So the things you're going after individually, you'll automatically embody when you become a giver. Trust the Lord on this. I wasn't going to say trust me, but the Lord came out before I said me. Trust the Lord on this one. It takes trust to give. You got to trust that the other side is going to do their part. But your other side is not this way. It's this way. <laughs> Woo! Give heartily, the Bible says, as unto the Lord, knowing that of the Lord you shall reap. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.